It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Forum at 8. It's nine minutes after eight. And this morning, uh, focusing on some of our most loyal listeners, uh, for they are forever on the road traveling. And uh, many of you have written in to us, sent us emails, sent us SMSs, and even tweets about the plight that you face. So on the show this morning, we'll be discussing the working conditions in the trucking industry in South Africa. And uh, as I said, many of you have asked us to actually highlight the this particular issue and uh, some of you have called as well and uh, Romeo who is also a trucker uh, says that government is partly to blame for the mistreatment of truck drivers and he'll give us more about why he believes that to be the case and uh, for all the others who have sent in your messages I have them Marcus who is on the road Costa from Ermelo uh, Tejani in Blumov and then a few others uh, who have decided to remain anonymous and I understand why you've decided to remain anonymous because they do actually name uh, companies and uh, some of the allegations that are made are serious. So we'll get to those in due time. Uh, But right now, I want us to cross over to Romeo, uh, who is a tracker. And uh, so Romeo can tell us exactly what the issues are that he would like to highlight or get an answer to. Romeo, Okay, uh, Romeo's still not there. And Romeo has indicated that he can only stay with us uh, for a few minutes. He doesn't have uh, much more time. Uh, so we'll speak to him briefly and then we'll get into addressing some of the issues that are at play. But joining us in studio, and um, it's seldom that we have a full house in studio, thanks to the guests, uh, they all made the time to come through. Uh, we have Mr. Uh, Tabudi Ramakolo, who is the National Sector Coordinator for Road Freight at uh, Workers. Union Satawu. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you, Sakina and the listeners. Yaku Swart is the National Collective Bargaining Coordinator at the National Employers Association, NIASA. Thanks for your time as well. Good morning and thank you, Sakina. And Ernest Butelezi is the Regional Manager for Gauteng at the National Bargaining Council for the Road Freight and Logistics Industry. Thanks for your time as well. Thank you and good morning. So uh, just for the benefit of other listeners who may not be a part of the industry, if each of you could just very briefly explain to us your role. Uh, let me start with uh, Satao. Uh, Tawudi, we know Satao is a union, but uh, just tell us, you know, briefly your, uh, your contribution in this, in, this, in this industry. Thanks very much, uh, Sakina, and the listeners out there. <coughs> Satao is actually the biggest and the largest uh, transport union in South Africa, if not Africa. Uh, Our role is to protect and improve the benefits of the workers uh, in the sector. Uh, We are party to the National Bargaining Council for the Road Freight and Logistics Industry. That's where our bargaining uh, tool is. Uh, where the improvement of benefits are conducted. That is in conjunction with the employer associations. So that's actually Satau, but we have the other three small unions that follow Satau in that regard. And uh, Niasa Yakuswar? Thank you. Niasa is an employers organization. Um, We are a general employers organization, so we represent employers across all sectors. Um, But we also are a party to the Bargaining Council, the Road Freight Council, as well as Motor and Metal. Um, but we represent employers on the Road Freight Council, so we look after their interests and negotiate on their behalf 
it's one of the employer parties. So there's also, also another organisation um, playing a similar role. So it's good that we have the employees and the employers represented. And Ernest Butelezi, your role in all of this? Well, Sakina, as as the other speakers have already indicated, they are the parties. They decide uh, what happens in the bargaining council. And the road freight bargaining council then administer and enforce uh, the decisions that have been made by the, the parties who who then make decisions in terms of the, the, the collective uh, bargaining processes. So once all those decisions have been uh, decided, they are promulgated by the Minister of Labour, and we will then be required as the bargaining council to enforce those decisions or the collective agreements that have been agreed. That's the role of the bargaining council. So I think we've covered it quite well in terms of uh, representativity. So let's get straight to the issues because our listeners do have a lot of issues uh, that they want to raise. And if their complaints are anything to go by, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And there are also a lot of abuses and a lack of uh, implementation of uh, the working conditions according to what the listeners are saying to us. But uh, let's hear from them. Romeo um, Romeo uh, actually sent me a couple of messages. Romeo called in, and we thought um, it would be prudent to get uh, Romeo to actually kick this off by highlighting some of the issues uh, that he has identified. Romeo, thank you so much for your time. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Um, and thank you so much for agreeing to speak to us. We do understand that you don't have much time. So um, if you will, just highlight the issues that you want to address this morning. Uh, thank you very much. For sure, I don't have enough time because any time from now, I'm going to leave. Because I'm inside the factory here in Pretoria where I'm uploading. So I'm going to highlight things that are really... I think it's affecting uh, much many of uh, us as truck drivers. The condition is uh, recently deteriorated. Deteriorating due to the fact that the introduction of paying the load has uh, resulted in many of us uh, truck drivers suffer a lot. As a result, if you cannot drive. Um, many hours, meaning to say you're not going to get more money. And yet, long time ago, the system was to pay a truck driver using a kilo per kilometer, which was a good salary for every uh, truck driver. Today, for someone to go to uh, someone who is running for cross border, he's getting nothing because at the end of the day, he are paid 3,000 to go to Zambia and then 3,000 um, to, um, to, uh, to come back, and then it becomes 6,000. And how many days are you going to take it during the time when you're at cross border? Plus or minus two to three weeks, meaning to say that truck driver is going to get it, plus or minus 9,000 a month. That money is late. This is when it becomes more exploitation to us because we are left with no choice, but rather than to do uh, things that are really tougher than what you are supposed to do. At the end of the day, we are no longer resting. We know that we have got an organization called Satan, but perhaps it's a name which, has got, uh, which doesn't have teeth to bite. 
if we had uh, that uh, um, organization that got to people to bite, the conditions of working of truck drivers could have been followed, could have been monitored. And that is, that is why you find that people in Houting are paid different salary from those who are in Western, uh, Western Cape. And from those of North West and from those of uh, KZN. Because things are not centralized. Um, for 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 the for the trackers, and again, the introductions of cameras inside uh, the trucks. Those cameras are facing inside and outside. Can you hear me, Sakina? I hear yeah. you, Romeo. Those cameras are facing outside and inside. As a result, the one that is facing inside is exposing the privacy of the driver. And if eating is part of prices that you need to go and sit somewhere and eat, that means the driver is forced to eat inside there while the camera is facing you. Nothing that you can do because those cameras can record any sound, any activity that is happening. We are not saying they cannot put their own cameras, but those cameras must face outside to check outside. And if they want to put outside those cameras, they must look outside to check around the truck. But for a camera to face inside where I think that is my bedroom, because 95% of my lifespan during the time of my driving, I'm inside my truck. That is where I sleep. That is where I relax. That is where I stay much, much, much more, more of my time. So if Sakao can try to be more, more effective, then we know that we have got a really organization that represents the workers, the trackers, the trackers uh, truck drivers. All and right. I think this is part of the thing that I thought I should highlight, and I thought that is really affecting uh, the truck drivers. Oh. I'm sorry that I'm not going to take much, much more of time, because in about 20 minutes' time, I'll be driving, uh, going to Northwest. All right. Uh, but uh, do listen on the radio, but Romeo. Here, yeah. but, and, yeah. and, and thanks for kicking it off for us uh, by highlighting some of the concerns that you have. Um, uh, let me start with uh, the union um, because uh, Tabudi Romeo says you're just a union in name um, because he's still working under these exploitative conditions, conditions under which he's unhappy. So what are you doing about the plight of truck drivers? Thank you very much, uh, Sakina. And uh, I really appreciate the points that uh, Romeo raised. Uh, Indeed, Romeo is correct. Satao might be seen as a toothless uh, union. However, on the other side of the coin, Romeo should also know that union is workers themselves. Satao, therefore, is driven by a worker mandate or the member's mandate. If workers are weak because that's where the power is, therefore, all these issues that he raised will continue to actually come into the fore. What do you mean when you say if workers are weak? Um, have you not heard the concerns expressed by Romeo? Have you not heard that from workers before? Yeah, I'm coming to that area. We have the laws that prevail in the country. Those laws are actually meant to regulate for the parties to actually get together. The only power that workers have is actually to engage and utilize industrial action in terms of LRA. 
But when workers are divided, that's where you find the other party, which is employer, actually exercise that. They're utilizing their power in terms of monies, etc., to courts. That's where now the area that I'm trying to touch is. Satao has always demonstrated itself to go to the bargaining forum to negotiate these things. I agree with Romeo in terms of the abuse. That's where I agree with him when he says, again, the Department of Transport and Department of Labor must actually take the blame here because they don't have their agents or inspectors to enforce other matters. We can talk about the accidents that, for example, the Deben accident that a worker was actually forced to drive through to and fro without sleeping. Fatigue comes and he sleep on the road, create a mess in that regard. He was chasing the load that Romeo is talking about. Mm. The, ro- the, the load and the kilometer system is not what the unions envisage. We are for the overtime pay. Romeo was supposed to be earning on overtime pay salary and overtime anything to do with uh, hours that beyond your normal hours. But they are not because you have employers that apply for exemptions so that they can actually get out of this system and abuse workers, as he's saying. Imagine a person, I mean a driver from South Africa to DRC, and is actually paid on a load. If he stops... That's where the wheel stops. It's not on duty. Now, if that person sometimes maybe falls us, I mean, sick or he dies, there are employers that have already demonstrated that he was off duty, but he's in the truck doing that kind of area. Hence, I'm saying that's where part of government comes in. Beginning council, we do have the agencies and as actually articulated, but we can actually do as much. Romeo, if he's a member of Satau, I'm sure all these areas, including his company, uh, we would have actually known. There are many companies where workers are non-unionized. That's where Satau falls short. We may not know what is happening to report these things to the bargaining council, agents for enforcement and uh, for those non-compliance in that regard. So that's actually the, 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 the shortfalls that I'm talking about if workers are united. United is when they are in the union so that they can actually raise their voice and exercise those muscles. That's actually the power where it lies. So Satao is always there. If Romeo and his friends can come to Satao, we'll be able to address these issues. Thank you. Well, we'll have to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue with that. We'll get a response uh, from our other guests and we'll take more calls. 891 is the call-in number. It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live. On the spotlight this morning on the trucking industry in South Africa. And uh, before the break, uh, we were speaking to Romeo, who is a trucker, who highlighted some of the concerns that he has uh, pay per load, uh, no rest, and saying that uh, the unions are also toothless in this regard. And uh, cameras and invasion of privacy um, is also something that he spoke about. And uh, uh, one of the issues that uh, Satao's uh, Tabudi Ramokolo raised is that you, uh, the, the workers are not necessarily um, uh, unionized and therefore that weakens the union's uh, work in this regard. Uh, but I have a message here um, from 
someone who wrote in anonymously who says uh, Hendrik van Weikverfoer in Randfontein uh, still calling drivers Kaffers, uh, McDonald Transport, Hestony, you join a union and they expel you straight away. So uh, answering to your question about workers not joining unions because in some instances they are not allowed to. So your choice is a stark one. Either you join the union or you keep your job and uh, you need to choose which one you will go with. But uh, Yakuswart, uh, please, uh, if you could also respond to the issue of this paper load. And uh, one of our listeners actually wrote in the other day saying that the employers are turning them into killers on the road. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Sakina. Um, it sounds to me like this, this particular employer radio is, is talking about is implementing what we call an incentive scheme, um, where employers are paid, uh, employees are paid by the load in order to push productivity. Um, but that still falls within the parameters of the main agreement, and they are still bound by that. So, so they've got still maximum working hours and overtime hours that they are supposed to work and, and rest periods that they need to have. Um, so it, it, you know, if, that, if, if such an employer is, is making them work excessive hours, he's in contravention of the main agreement. And that's just a, a compliance issue, um, which the bargaining council needs to attend to. So that needs to be reported to the bargaining council, and they will send on an agent to investigate these allegations. And if it is true, the employer will be forced to comply with the main agreement to stop those practices. Mm. Same question that I asked uh, earlier to the union as well. Are you not aware of these exploitative practices? Has it not been brought to your attention by anybody? Unfortunately not. And there are employers out there who exploit it. But it's not for the parties to the council to enforce that agreement. As Ernest stated in his opening remarks, um, that's the function of a bargaining council. They need to be either, either informed of it by a specific person or it will come out during a routine inspection by the agent. Should an agent come upon it at, at a routine inspection, he will investigate it and take necessary measures. And uh, there was also the issue of cameras uh, in the cabins and, and, and how w- w- uh, truckers feel that this is an invasion of their privacy. Well, Sakina, first of all, that vehicle doesn't belong to the trucker. So it belongs to, to the employer. So it's his vehicle. And it's a safety issue. It, it, it deals with trying to find out what happened during accidents, how a driver reacted. Um, it deals with drivers picking up um, people next to the road, giving them lifts. That happens a lot. If, if he's in an accident, that's on the employer. So it's, it's safety issues. It's not, nothing to do with privacy. It's a safety concern, that, and it's for, for um, insurance purposes. That's why the cameras are in the cabs. So this is rolling even when the vehicle is standing still. So as, as I think the issue that Romeo was raising, let's say if he has stopped over at night and he's going to bed, doesn't even he even have privacy then when going to bed and well, uh, taking off his clothes and doing whatever yeah. he does? Well, I'm not able to comment on that. I don't know if these cameras are rolling, if the vehicle is not rolling. Well, uh, let's come to uh, the bargaining council. If there are issues of compliance, what role do you have to play in that regard? I think it's it's important, Sakina, to, to indicate that the issue of um, this pay payload or you are talking about the kilometer pay, these are not uh, negotiated uh, centrally. The, they, they are issues that come per company. And the, 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 the agreement is clear. The agreement says that there must be an agreement between the employees and there must be a s- structure that is set up by the 
uh, employer together with the employees to monitor um, this incentive scheme uh, program. It, it is then submitted to the council to then uh, record it for purposes of saying we will then monitor this particular uh, incentive scheme in terms of its provisions. So what happens on the road and the employee going out and chasing the loads, it's something that happens without the bargaining council being able to, to monitor that. It is only when the employee complains to the bargaining council that will take action and go and investigate, like Yako has, has indicated and Tabudi. So we will go and investigate. So employees are encouraged to lodge the complaints with the bargaining council so that we can be in a position to then go and investigate and enforce and ensure that the employer uh, implements the agreement as it it has been stated in that particular agreement. From time to time, the employees have to make sure that they... um, they participate in these structures. So they are their representatives must be aware and they must inform them of what is happening and what they are not happy about the scheme mm. that relates the to the The more incentive. I listen, the more I understand where the problems derive from because that sounds like a serious flaw in the whole system because given what people have already said, where they are in some instances not even allowed to unionize, uh, given the power dynamic that naturally comes into existence between employer and employee, how are people then empowered to negotiate a good rate for themselves if they are desperate for a job in the first instance? But of course, we'll talk more about this. We'll take more calls after the news break. Norm Samdluli standing by with the latest headlines. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. Well, we're focusing on the trucking industry this morning. Many messages, many issues and serious issues at that. And uh, quite a lot of messages coming through. And let me read some of those before I get to uh, the calls. Um, and before I do that, let me just reintroduce our guests here. Uh, Tabudi Ramoholo is from uh, Satawu, which is a union. And then Yaku Swart, uh, he is with NIASA, National Employers Association. And uh, from the Bargaining Council, we have Ernest Butel in studio with us. So uh, we'll be taking your calls on 0891 SMSs to 40938. Tweet your Facebook AM Live on SAFM. Let me read some of the messages. This one says, Hi Sakina, we are forced to drive 24-7. As I'm talking, I'm in Pulukwane doing my last stop. I have to come back to Joburg and drive the whole night. Um, if you say you are tired, they say you don't want to work. Why can't government build truck stops along all the major roads uh, uh, like they did in Winburg and Fentersburg. That's from Anonymous. Um, this, okay, uh, and when things start to jump on you, you go to the next thing. Um, uh, let's go uh, to these messages here. Um, Romeo is 100% correct. Um, th- uh, those cameras are making life difficult for us 
as truckers because I work for Massein Transport. Uh, the fleet controllers even go to the extent of showing you footage of two weeks back and making jokes about what you did. Uh, this one says Satao is useless. They were accepting bribes at Imperial Cargo in the Western Cape and we had to ditch them for Ditao and Ditao has achieved what they couldn't do in four years. And then Costa in Ermelo uh, sends another message saying um, all the trucking companies um, it's illegal um, it's illegal to join unions once it happens. Drivers are fired in a constructive way. Unions are bribed. Bargaining council is bribed. CCMA is bribed. And employers always get away with it. Employers are not afraid to pay millions in bribes uh, just to get uh, rid of truckers. Uh, that's from Costa in Ermelo. And then a few others as well. Um, hi, Sakina. This is Marcus on the road. The major contributor of truck accidents is the government by allowing truck companies to pay the drivers per load instead of per hour or a fixed salary. And this leads to drivers not risk by trying to make more loads so they can get a decent salary. And uh, Tejani in Blumhoff says, SK, the government should do away with the uh, uh, per load and uh, they can contrib- because this contributes to accidents. Uh, that's from Oaheng Tejani in Bloemfontein. And then this one, Unsigned says, uh, on truck, uh, no offs, uh, drive for uh, 24-7, no privacy, they don't pay um, truck stops, anything stolen from the truck, you pay. Uh, police abuse us uh, in town overnight where we actually stop to rest. And this one says, <clears throat> when we sign contracts, we are never told about cameras inside the cabs. Um, it's our privacy and everything as a driver, you can't say uh, nothing. So it's all about the employers. So some of the messages coming through will come through uh, with uh, more of those. But uh, I'll ask you gentlemen to just uh, bear in mind those comments because I want to take a few calls and you can just factor those in. Sandile is calling from Durban. Good morning, Sandile. Hello, Sandile. Okay, Sandile is seemingly not there. Let's try uh, Richard who is driving to Cape Town. Good morning, Richard. How are you, ma'am? Well, and you? I'm fine, Sakina. Uh, Sakina, uh, I'm, I'm employed by one of uh, the biggest uh, refrigeration company in South Africa. Uh, I'm a, a truck driver. As we speak now, I'm driving to, to Cape Town. Firstly, Sakina, uh, i like to explain about the camera. My truck is also fitted with a camera. Uh, what I can say, I don't see any problem with the camera because that camera, uh, it works like a cell phone when sending a clip to someone. So if ever, it, it, uh, let me say this, the camera is not always recording. It only records when an incident is happening. For an example, in the case of a housebreak, when you use a housebreak and then the camera is going to record, what it do, it records a 12-second clip. It records four seconds before the incident and eight seconds after the incident. So if a truck is involved in an accident. The camera is going to show exactly what happened before. Are mm-hmm. you here, I'm listening. Yes. Yes. The, the camera is going to show four seconds before the incident happened and eight seconds after the incident has happened. So, Fadina, my complaint, I'm, I'm not uh, actually complaining about the, 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 the camera. The conditions where I'm working is, uh, the company is using the standard of the National Bargaining Council. They said uh, we are given, we've got a basic salary, we've got a food allowance, 
we've got a, a night out allowance, and then from there, we've got something that is called diesel bonus, we've got something that is called kilometer bonus. So I want to explain how does our diesel bonus works. Uh, the company needs us to, uh, to, to have something they call this 2.2. So here, in order to get 2.2, the truck has to use 40 liters of diesel per 100 kilometers. And then what is happening, you should, uh, the truck I am driving now is loading 20 tons at the back. And then I'm driving N2. N2 is from Devon to Cape Town or from Cape Town to, to Devon via the Eastern Cape. That road is a very, 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 very steep. The truck can make 2.2 on that road, which means if you are, uh, I'm going to travel on the N2 three times a month, mm-hmm. I must forget about, I must forget about diesel bonus. And then the kilometer bonus. I am only going to get the kilometer bonus after 14, after I have traveled 14,500 kilometers. And then for each and every 500 kilometers I'm going to drive on top of that 14,500 uh, uh, kilometers is then I'm going to, 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 to qualify for, for, for the kilometer bonus. So if I'm not going to be able to drive over 14,500 kilometers per month, I must also forget about the, the MJ kilometer bonus. Okay. So I'm going, I'm going to get my basic salary at this, and then it's going to be very little. Thanks for explaining that uh, to us, Sandile. Uh, uh, rather, Richard uh, was driving to Cape Town and drive safely. Sandile in Durban, let's try that again. Good morning. Thank you, ma'am. Can you hear me and your team? Clearly. All right. So I, can, I want to throw in a different angle. I'm an employer. I've recently got into this trucking, especially the long distance, I think for the past two years, three years now. Uh, the first biggest challenge that we face, and I'll say it, I'm black as well, we face brokers, and they're, they're serious gatekeepers where you can't break in. The status quo doesn't change. So the only thing that we get, we get it through brokers. And a few companies that are willing to take the risk and take you as a black company, there's a few, and I can just say they're doing exceptionally well. That is one. Number two, our biggest, biggest, biggest problem is the police. Your SAPS and your RTI. We even know people by name. I've, I've reached a point where I've said to them, la, 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 la. if there's something wrong with that truck, pound it. And they do this because they know you've got a load. That has got time to be delivered. So every hour that they delay, they want something. So I've said the following. You are getting nothing. I want you to give me that fine for whatever that truck is. And I want you to write your employment number on it. Yes, I'll I'm coming. So they do these things so that they frustrate you in you to succumb to giving them these monies. And so you can imagine if I'm going from here to to to, to one, the truck is going to be stopped at least 20 times. Even if there's nothing defective, there is going to be something defective. Okay. So you've got the following. Then on the camera issue, I'll just an update on the, on the on the guy who just spoken now. Now. We, there's updated system on the cameras where it's live. Right now, my controller can log in. He can tell the driver exactly what he's doing uh, and where he's traveling. But the reason why we do that is for the following reason. I, as an employer, I'm based in Durban. I don't know what's happening on the road. The driver, he does whatever he does. It is never his problem. He is never in the wrong. So what the cameras tend to do is they give a, a, a different perspective. And 
we've got a cut-off time where 10 o'clock, I want all the trucks to, st- all the trucks they park off. Wherever you are, make sure would you are, you, you, you are at the truck stop, okay. you park, we give you money. But over and above that, drivers have so much abuse, it's unbelievable. All right. You put it, so it, 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 it really does put the employer at, at a back foot. And as far as the bargain accounts, and I don't know how many times we've tried our local bargain accounts in Devon just to come and get us on board. They, they, they'll, they'll give us meetings, they won't even pitch up. So we've reached a point where if our employees are happy, we we, 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 we carry on working. And they have actually formed themselves into a group where any issue that they have, they raise it, we attend to it, and and, and, and it's good. And last one for me, Sakina, is South Africa is facing a serious challenge of skill. You go out there and you try and get South African drivers, you won't find them. But you say you want drivers. You will see how much of experience will come from a foreign national. And we started a thing where a few of our foreign nationals that we started with are now training our South African guys. Where they'll take them at least for two or three months on the truck, training them. And then you'll say, okay, we'll say, right, it's good. Okay. Go on the truck. Got you there, Sanile. Thanks for raising that. Moka driving from East London to Pretoria. Good morning. Hi, Sajina. How are you? Good and you? I'm okay, Sajina. My name is Moka. Okay, it's three questions from that people. Uh, as you know, like South African law, it says a worker must work eight hours a day. But we work ten hours a day. I don't know why. Another one is the so-called night out. It's difficult for us, Sajina, to sit in the truck far from home. They say they pay you hundred and some it's about 130. On that 130, they say it's um, money for the food and also money to, for, for you to sleep outside home. I know very well, Sabina, if maybe you're going to broadcast at Cape Town, you're going to sleep in all, and you, you also got nice allowance, which I don't know how much is it. <laughs> but for us, it's only 120 rands. And I in the truck. It's difficult, Sabina. And then the other one, they used to, you find, it's two drivers in the truck. Mm-hmm. They say to you, when you are driving, you are on duty. When you are not, when you are not driving, you are not on duty, but you are still in the truck. How painful is that? Yeah, doesn't sound right. Okay. Doesn't sound fair. And oh. then, the major problem to us is what they call bargaining cancel. Bargaining cancel, the only bargaining cancel, for my side, I can say to you, it's apartheid. Let government of South Africa abolish the bargaining country. They must destroy it. We don't want bargaining country anymore. Please, Sagina, tell them. Moka say we don't like bargaining country anymore. Okay, Sagina, I'm okay. Thanks, Moka. They heard you. They heard you loud and clear. We'll get a response shortly. Motaung and Fosloras, good morning. Good morning, Sagina. How are you? I'm well and you. Uh, at the moment, I'm in Glasgow, but uh, normally it's in Taurin for Sloras. Uh, can I greet Sheng in the in the panel? Sure, go ahead. Baba Sheng. Um, good morning. Yeah, bong and dunay am ngobu yang azing bingele na baktabu dilapo. Baba. Nensiza lem shop ang azori ang izana. Eh, Sakina. We listening to the motor. Sakina. Okay, I just want to jump quickly on the issue of of the cameras. I, I, the guy, I think it's Sandy, who said he's the employer, 
and talk about the cameras that are now live. I will just, uh, as I'm greeting those gentlemen in there, to say to Shane and Intertetabudi there, guys, you can see that when this issue of cameras were pitched to the bargaining council, it was said it will only record when there is a, 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 a hash breaking and it's not going to go live as he just explained. This is one of the problems that we are facing now. These cameras, these drivers are right when they complain to say, we having cameras that are watching us 24 hours. They are no longer uh, cameras that do what uh, it was said they will do. So if the controller can access it anytime and see what you are doing, it's no longer what they pitch to, 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 to the bargaining council to say, these cameras, we want to install them. They will do one, two, three, and they will help us during accident. Indeed, Sakina, when there is an accident, those cameras come in handy. Okay. Some drivers don't like those cameras because most of the time when it hits a pothole or there is a hash breaking, and next door there is a passenger. You see, Sakina, most of the trucks are written, no unauthorized passenger. Yes. So when there is that unauthorized passenger, the company will charge a driver for the person because they saw in the camera at that time when the, 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 the truck hit a pothole or when there was a, 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 a ice breaking. And then the other one that I want to quickly jump in is the issue of uh, the load system, they're talking about the incentives. Most of the drivers and the companies, they know exactly that uh, Shane did explain it to say when drivers or maybe the workers are not happy with the load system. It is always the duty of the bargaining council, especially the members themselves, to report, as Mr. Tennis has mentioned, that if you are not happy about it, you report. Okay. And then from, from the, just a little bit, I'm finishing now, Sakina, then the bargaining council will make sure that hourly rate will prevail in your company. Thank you very much, Sakina. Thanks, Motaung. Um, Kosnati in Mount Aleph, good morning. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? Well, and you? I'm fine. Thank you for taking my call. Second, two issues. The first one, for this guy who comes from uh, Niesa, I have an issue with him because he is falling short in explaining. First, I must say that I do not have a problem with the cameras in trucks when this guy, with these trucks are oper- in operation. Because they come in handy, as it, uh, the previous caller have said. But I do not understand why him he can, he is failing so dismally to tell us what is the purpose of the camera to be live in the cabin where the truck driver is expected to be resting. And I wanted to hear from the employers. Do they give their employees, the truck drivers, the money to book wherever they are or if they're in, in the, the nearest town that they are in, in that particular time when they are expected to be resting. Because I do not understand. It's just, for me, it's, it, it, it's a violation of a humankind to okay. expect a person that he needs to address, uh, undress himself, bath himself in the cabin while you are watching. I do not understand what way it asks them. I do not have any problem with the cameras to be in the sight of the truck or where the, the, the driver and the passengers are expected to be seen and the conduct of the driver on the road. That is the first one. Secondly, the bargaining council, for me, they, they become too, to be invisible 
They are not being seen. We are here based in Eastern Cape. We never saw them. They, they are saying they do the, the, the spot check, they, they go around and do the inspections. We never saw them. We operate in this in, the, in, in this country. We are here every day. Even now, we are on the road as we speak. Skatau mm. is just a union. And that guy, who is it Romeo? That guy was very correct. Skatau is there. And they are preoccupied with the political uh, affairs of this country, other than the issues of the workers. I'm not happy with them. Thank you so much for taking... Thanks, Nkosnati. Uh, Darren in Durban, good morning. In Durban, uh, rather. Hi, uh, good morning. Thank you very much. Just very interesting listening to the drivers. Uh, uh, I think one of the things you've got to identify, you've got long-distance drivers, you've got local drivers, and you've got overboard drivers. So there's the three different loca- types of drivers you have. So load rates, uh, trip rates, and trip allowances would be different for each one of them. I think that, that, that we need to identify immediately. Then you're talking about full allowances. That also needs to be identified you know, uh, as on a separate thing. The one problem I have with employers is if, for example, trucks do have breakdowns and or if there are delays on site. Uh, there are no contingency plans to provide accommodations for those drivers. Having to sleep in a cabin, I don't know whether the, the employees actually have slept in the cabin. I have, and I can tell you categorically, it is not comfortable. And it is, you know, especially when you have an assistant. So where does the assistant sleep? Uh, it, 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 it's not just an invasion of privacy. It's just something that's very uncomfortable for drivers and all their assistants. So I think, you know, breakdowns can, be, can actually go into days, if not weeks, at the border, and there's very little or no provisions at the border post. So that's the other thing that I, you know, I just want to highlight. Mm. Because the cameras, I think the cameras were originally put in, not so much to, to, to monitor and manage driver uh, habitat, but more to, uh, to stop the, the, the theft of diesel, uh, which was, to, was just paramount uh, at one stage in time. So that's what the reason the cameras were fitted in for. Regarding driver action, driver monitoring, etc., that was done via the, the satellite tracking systems, where you get printed out to on a regular basis, in fact, even daily, as I'm sitting here in front of you, I look at my computer system, I pull up the registration number for truck, and it will tell me exactly where he is. I don't, I'm not looking at the driver. I'm watching the truck to see exactly what he is doing. So the satellite systems that we have fitted to this vehicle basically monitors the driving ability or, or the driving ability of the driver itself to make sure that he is not recklessly driving the truck on the road. Uh, you know, owners, I think, at the end of the day, need to come to the party. Uh, you know, driving a truck for, you know, 15, 16 hours a day is no joke. That's a big, monstrous machine which comes at a huge cost. I mean, the average cost of a machine like that will be in the arena between five and a half and six million rand. Okay. You're giving him six, mil- uh, six million rig to drive, and you're paying the guy a salary of 3,000 rand. So, really, let's catch a wake-up bonus, you know, really. The other problem I want to highlight is owners need to also take responsibility for unroadworthy vehicles. They are not roadworthy. They are just standing down, sit the truck, drive. Driver is at risk. He's not just risking his life. He's risking the lives of the people on the roads as well. So, owners, be accountable. Be responsible. Thanks so much, uh, Darren. Uh, Bernard and Kimberly says, SK Bargaining Council is part of the problem because the company that I'm working for used to give us 700 rand per week for food. When Bargaining Council came in, uh, they said uh, 23 rand per meal was sufficient. What can you buy with 23 rand? So let's address those questions. Um, The allowances, let's talk about uh, the um, co-drivers or assistance in uh, certain instances and also adherence to the Labor Relations Act. We don't have much time. Uh, uh, Let me start with the bargaining council. Um, Ernest, uh, you can go first. Let let me deal with the the last uh, point that you raised. 
if an employer is paying more, the bargaining council cannot reduce what the, 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 the employer is, is paying. Uh, obviously, a person who might have said this is what is provided in the agreement is 23 rents a meal. So compare the 700 rents that you are getting. So the the important thing is that once an employer gives an employee 700 rents, he can't reduce it to 23 rents. That's the the basic uh, uh, procedures in terms of la- labor relations. Well, clearly it is happening. And so, I, I suspect there are many things that are happening mm, that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Obviously, if those things are happening, and as we are emphasizing, those are issues that have to be reported to the bargaining council. Our in, uh, agents, which are inspectors like in the Department of Labor, go out and investigate those cases and they make findings against those particular companies. And therefore, if they are not reported, therefore we would not know about those issues. It is the responsibility of each and every employee to say that we will report these matters and they must not be intimidated about issues that the employers don't want them to belong to to the trade unions. That's the basic right to belong. Easier said than done. Um, Yaku, uh, as for the conditions uh, and uh, those allowances, you know, Darren, others raised this in terms of how you expect these truck drivers to actually live and um, sleeping in these cabins. What happens if there's two of them? And uh, just basically looking out for their well-being. Yeah. Look, unfortunately, like, that's the nature of the industry. You know, it, it's difficult for an employer to make provision for employers to sleep over somewhere. Um, Why is it and, difficult? Uh, well, we don't know necessarily where he's going to stand. He was, he was talking about a breakdown situation. Um, you know, if a vehicle breaks down, it can happen anywhere. Um, so it's difficult to have mm-hmm. those contingency plans in place. Uh, how, how, do you, how do you do that? You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know where a vehicle is going to break down. But a breakdown um, is an unfortunate incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not what you plan for. If you're planning for someone to stop over in, say, um, Kakamas, uh, should you not have you know, provision for them to sleep mm-hmm. somewhere comfortable so that they can be refreshed and not a danger on the road the following day? I, I agree. Uh, that's, that's in an ideal world, that would be perfect. Fortunately, we don't live in an ideal world, and that's not the nature of the industry. It's also a cost, a cost issue. You know, the profit margin in this industry is extremely low for employers, um, and that speaks to the allowances as well. You know, it's, it's an, uh, every employer in every industry, every, I beg your pardon, every employee in every industry would like to earn more, and employers would like to pay more where they can. But unfortunately, this industry is of such a nature, the profit margin is something in the region of 2%. Um, you know, so for the employers to survive, unfortunately... We have to do what we can. I suspect people are screaming at their radios now, but Tabudi, you have the final word? No, thanks very much. Just to clarify on the rest uh, times, in the olden days, when the truckers used to be whites, they used to be booked in the hotels. That's the point. Since the introduction of blacks in the trucks, all has gone. So workers are correct because they are now treated as inhuman. On the question of the Satau, because I need to clear this matter up. If these guys are members of Satau, I'm sure they should know the structures where problems actually are rectified into. And we welcome every truck driver. That lastly, the Hendrik Fervut that was mentioned, the McDonald. If you go there and look who are these people, majority of them are foreign nationals. And no, guess what? Once they raise that thing, employer is easy to dismiss them. That's actually the issue where actually we are unable to bring them into our fold so that we can actually fight these benefits for them. 
but we want to assure them that they must actually join us so that we can actually take this along. We have heard these things. Satao, as the leading union in the bargaining council, will raise this issue during the next wage negotiations. I'll tell you what, I see your messages. uh, Unfortunately, can't get through all of them. There are tons of messages. Uh, What we'll do is uh, maybe, hopefully, in the future, we'll create more time to come back and address specific issues uh, because uh, I think you are not satisfied. And as I said, I can see you being very angry right now uh, with the answers that you were given. So we'll try and make more time. But thank you so much to all the truckers who have written in, who have called in. We really appreciate your participation. Drive safely. We'll come back to this at another time. Thanks to our guests this morning as well, Tabudi Ramukholo, Yaku Swart and Ernest Butelezi, and of course to the production team and to you. It's nine o'clock now and time for the latest news with Nomsam Luli.